Hey everyone, just wanted to give a quick heads up. There's a little bit of audio issues towards the end of the episode, but don't worry, it's still very listenable. Also, there is salt burn spoilers ahead. The timestamps will be in the description if you haven't seen it yet. Skip ahead. Thank you so much, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Yeah, I was actually happy when you said like no video because I was like, oh, thank God I did not want to put makeup on. <laughs> it's like a snowy cold day. It just like wasn't in the mood. It snowed so much here yesterday. Like oh, it yeah? was so overwhelming. I'm like, oh, because because like they don't salt the roads here because what? it gets so. Yeah, they apparently they don't salt the roads here. That's so, so I'm weird. like, I'm like afraid to drive. <laughs> yeah I'm like afraid to go anywhere I'm like I'm just gonna stay our our neighborhood is awful like they don't plow the road in our neighborhood and there's been times where we've gotten like a foot of snow and we can't get out of our driveway and it's not even like a steep crazy driveway it's just a regular driveway but we can't get out because there's so much snow in the road and they don't freaking plow it it's crazy oh god I mean I like those days because I get to not have to work <laughs> <laughs> but still, you know, if you have stuff to do, um, I wanted to give you a little update on our puppy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just showed you him. He's huge and he's so freaking cute. Um, but I bought him this giant actually. No, he hadn't done this yet. So I bought this like big eight panel dog kennel. That's basically like you can put it in the backyard or you can put it in the front yard. It's almost as tall as me. I would say it's probably five feet tall. And then each panel is like two feet or something. So it's big. It takes up almost a whole room in our house. And I was like, okay, I want him to go in this when we're working because I hate the idea of him being like scrunched in a little crate all day for eight hours Mm -hmm. until we get him completely trained so he can go to school with Alex. So for the first day, everything was okay. The first couple of days couple nights ago at like three o'clock in the morning, I start hearing like my door rattle to my bedroom and I'm like, what the hell is going on? So I open the door and there's the dog. He climbed the gate. He climbed the kennel and jumped over it. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. I thought for sure the lady that I bought it from said she had a golden um, retriever that could not jump it. And so, yeah, within a couple of days and he had run around the house and like chewed things and just been having a like party while everyone was asleep and he had escaped. And I was like, okay, maybe it was a fluke or whatever. And I wanted to see if he would do it again. So like the next day I put him in there and then I was doing stuff around the house and I hear like, like wiggle, 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 wiggle on the, on the kennel. And I come around the corner and I watched this motherfucker climb that kennel, jump up like a fucking velociraptor jump up and climb it and flop over the top so (laughs) yeah so that's the uh, joys of puppies and but other than that he's doing fantastic with his training he's really cute um shelby keeps attacking him because he wants to play with her and she's like going after him it's kind of crazy but there have been moments when all three of them have laid down together so I think that's good. But Aww. yeah, he's super sweet, but he is in a crate now during the day with carabiners on it because he also opened the crate door one day and escaped that. So now we had to put some zip ties and carabiners on the doors of the crate. And so far he has not escaped them that way. <laughs> I dog though, Justine. <laughs> how I feel about dogs is how most normal child free people feel about kids where they're like (laughs) I like kids I just don't want one of my own that's how I feel about dogs whereas like with kids I just like don't like kids at all but dogs it's like (laughs) I like other people's dogs I just don't want my own I had a dog with my ex and uh you know, that didn't work out, obviously. So I also still have like a little PTSD from Aww. that situation. So I'm just like, I, yeah. I, yeah. I, and like I said, this, the dog hair, I, I cannot <laughs> with the dog hair. After I, I slept at Amanda's house a few months ago, 
um because I wore all black as one does when they go to their friend's house who has a white dog and then so I drive home the next day and then the next day after that when I went to get my car my car my car seat was covered in friggin' dog hair. <laughs> so I'm sitting there with the lint roller like <laughs> trying yeah. to lint roll my fucking car seat it's a lot it is it's a lot it's a lot of work it is kind of like having a toddler again because I have to put like a leash around my waist and keep him I keep him on a leash like almost almost all day because I want him within my sight I don't want him like and he's done really good like he goes potty on his like pee pad um he's he's pretty awesome he's we have a um a bell on our sliding glass door in the back that the dogs will hit when they need to go potty but it's so funny because he's he's recognized that when he does the paw movement he gets to go out but he's like missing the bell part of it (laughs) so he's just like pawing at the air (laughs) (laughs) he's just he's really cute but yeah you know animals are a huge huge responsibility it is like having a toddler and they have to have their schedules and all of that and so you have to really want one and be willing to put up with all the crap that comes with it but yeah yeah, was Walter like your bestie when you were there yeah I uh (laughs) (laughs) I love watching the video of me wasted singing sweet transvestite and Walter's just barking like get this fucking (laughs) drunk bitch out of my house Amanda I love seeing him in the background on all the live videos it just makes me smile like he's just so cute so cute and tiny and you know what I just realized recently that that Walter is for Walter White I did not know that until just recently oh, really? I thought it was just a cute like person name I like when people name their dogs after people all of Amanda's animals are named after uh so like, Latrice people. is that from Drag Race yeah Latrice okay. Royale okay yeah is that all she has right now and then George from uh is George Seinfeld cat? yeah okay yeah yeah okay yeah I love it so cute this um, guy we named Uno because he was the one as soon as we saw him he was the one so Alex named him Uno oh geez but then that makes it difficult sometimes because you can't really use the command no with him because then he like thinks that's part of his name (laughs) so it presents a whole other issue I feel like with I feel like they don't really understand words it's more like tone you can say like anything to them and then but you know what I was wondering the other day when I was really high I was like (laughs) Do dogs know, like, when you take them for a walk, do they know that you're only going for the walk for them? Or do they think that you're going to go on the walk anyways and you're taking them as, like, a special treat? <laughs> that is such a great high question. That is know. so funny. I don't know the answer to that, but that's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah sometimes so I wonder cute. what they think. But we anyway. always say that Lux speaks English because we can almost say anything to her and she understands. Like I could be like, go get that bowl over there. And she would do it. Like she's oh crazy. Maybe she's like somebody reincarnated or something. I don't know. I had a friend. You believe in that? Yeah. Really? I believe in like past lives. Okay. Like I, I believe I was a human in my past life still. So I I genuinely think that I got buried alive in a past life. Like I was thinking about this the other day um, because I have this like stupid, irrational fear of it. And I'm the most claustrophobic person in the world. Like you could not pay me a million dollars to like sit in a coffin with the door closed for like five minutes. And maybe I could do it for five minutes for a million dollars. But I just feel like I was buried alive in a past life. But I and but yes, I do think that you can come back as like a cat or something. That's so interesting. I don't know. What do I know, though? Like, I don't know. I still I guess I just think that like when you die, you're dead and that's it's over. I don't know. I don't think that. Okay. I'd be curious. I mean. But what, know, like, guess, no one, none of us know. And that's yeah, the interesting nobody, thing, right? Like, no one will ever know. Do you think that the reincarnated people know that they're reincarnated? No. 
Okay. I think that's why sometimes you have like irrational fears or um okay. Or like something feels really familiar to you or like I don't know. I saw a TikTok the other day and it was like how many people are reincarnated and they're reading books that they wrote in a past life or like Easy. or like at a cemetery where their past life's body is buried and they're like visiting it. And like, you wouldn't even know. I mean, honestly, this would make sense for my irrational fear of dinosaurs because maybe I was eaten by a dinosaur. Maybe I was, you know, exactly back in those days when dinosaurs were roaming and you had to hide from them. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That makes me feel a little bit better about that stupid ass fear that I have. <laughs> I just think there's like way too many coincidences in life and I've experienced yeah deja vu so many times and like Mm -hmm. I don't know I'm just it it makes me I don't know I just feel like we can't just like you you don't just die like I I don't know what do I know though I don't know you know and it's funny because I spent so many years being Christian almost my entire life so you know the the idea of your um oops I don't know I just dropped my phone um, the idea that, you know, you die and then you go to heaven or you go to hell and then you spend your eternity there. And so I don't know. I just got to the point where I was like, no, I think that you just go and you're done and that's it. Like, I don't really think your soul goes in, but that's also a super depressing way to think that like, this just is what it is. And when it's over, it's over and there's no point to any of it. Like how depressing does that sound? <laughs> I mean, I feel like if heaven and hell were a real thing, hell would be like super overcrowded because it's like, look at all the sins and all the things in life you supposedly have to do to like make it into heaven. It's like literally every single person in the world sins. Yeah, but if you go with like the Christian ideology of it, you can almost do anything. I don't know where the line is drawn, but you can be redeemed. You can repent for your sin and ask God for forgiveness and still get into heaven. And so the whole whole idea is... You better get right with God because you never know when you're going to go and you don't want to spend your eternity in in hell. But what if you die before you get the chance to do that? Then you just go to hell. Yeah. You go to hell because you weren't a believer. You didn't um, confess your sins and ask God um, to come into your heart and your life and make you new. And I mean, it's a weird thing too, because like people with kids um, will, you'll always, you know, you always see people getting their children baptized and their babies baptized because there's like this crazy idea that children have to be baptized to go to heaven because they haven't had a chance to be reborn. So I guess like if you don't get your kid baptized and they happen to die. Oh, well. Sorry for your luck. Like See ya. it's nice and warm and toasty down there. I don't know. You know, we probably shouldn't go too much into it that it's like a good it's an interesting conversation. Um I mean, all I got to say is hell seems more fun anyways. I honestly, think I'd rather go there. <laughs> I know like all of my friends will be there. <laughs> like I want to be stuck up in heaven with all the people I hated from church. No, thank you. <laughs> I want to be with you guys in hell, like having a good time, (laughs) (laughs) doing a bunch of Coke and not having to worry about fentanyl, you know? (laughs) Fuck yeah. Oh God. Anyways. (laughs) Okay. Well, obviously we both saw salt burn this week, so I'm so fucking excited to talk about it. Are we going to go into spoilers? So let's talk about like just a basic idea. Okay. So we'll we'll talk about it without spoilers. And then we get into spoilers. We'll give, we'll give people a little warning to like fast forward ahead a little bit. I can play the trailer on my phone so people can hear it. It it won't it won't come up on oh, Zoom. It won't come through, huh? Yeah, yeah, Zoom Zoom doesn't like when you uh when you play <laughs> other things. Well, we'll post the trailer on Instagram so you guys can watch it, or you can just like Google Saltburn trailer. Um, but you know, I'm not a big fan of trailers, so maybe don't. 
Well, one thing that I did enjoy about the Saltburn trailer is it gives nothing away about the movie. Like you watch the trailer and you're still like, okay, which I like yeah. because I feel like a lot of trailers nowadays just give away the whole fucking movie away. and it's just like, okay, what was the point of that? So yeah, especially with horror movies, like we've talked about recently, it's like, it's crazy. You see, you know, all the kills, you basically know everything about it. Exactly. So, um, yeah. so I went on Wednesday afternoon to the movies and Blair and I were literally the only people in the theater which I was like obviously that's fucking awesome but at the same time from what I've heard like a lot of the audience reactions to some things were part of the like appeal of going to see it in the movies yeah so so I was kind of like whatever because you know we watch a lot of fucked up shit so yeah we, yeah we we were just like stoned face um but with that being said I loved the movie I couldn't stop thinking about it after I like went on reddit and was like reading other people's opinions and stuff and that's how yeah. I know when I really love a movie when I like sit with it for a day and then I'm mm-hmm. just like cannot stop reading about it so yeah I can relate that's how I feel about Tusk so um <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so I went last night because you were like you've got to see this so I want to talk about it and I was like okay cool so I went um rushed over after work and after going to the bank and stuff and I was 25 minutes late but as I got in they were just putting up the title on the screen so I'm assuming that I didn't really miss anything um I wish my theater would have been empty because I booked a seat on like number seven out of 10 because all of the middle ones were uh were booked and then when I got there there was like this group of girls and somebody was like in my seat but the two seats in the center were empty so I was like all right well I'll just sit here in the middle it's a better seat anyways and if someone comes around I'll move because there's like 10 people in the theater but I was surrounded, I was sitting in the middle and I was surrounded by two groups of girls, two here and three on the other side. And I swear they were all 15 years old. And it was really fucking awkward because it was basically like sitting there with my daughter and watching this. It was kind of uncomfortable. It was very strange. I'm glad that I asked you if I should take Alex because like, absolutely not. I should not have. <laughs> um, But I... I liked it. I do wish that I hadn't known that there was kind of something coming the whole time. You know, that feeling you're like, okay, I feel like something's going to happen. This is not just a story of these people in this family. Like something is coming. And so I kind of figured some of it out because of, because I expected something to come. But I'm glad that I didn't Google it and I'm glad that I didn't read reviews or watch any videos about it because it was a saddest, it was a pretty satisfying ending, I I believe. I liked it. So for anyone who hasn't seen it yet, my, my advice would be to go into it as blind as possible. That's like the only way you can really watch this movie because... I mean, I don't know. Let's just get into the spoilers, I guess, right? Well, okay, so let's like let's just say, okay, basically it's a story about two guys who are at college in Europe somewhere. I don't know where are they? Oxford. Oxford. So they're at this college and there's the younger guy or the one guy who's like kind of the poor kid and then there's the cool guy who's like the rich kid with all the cool friends and they create the, they begin to be friends, they get to know each other. And then the poor kid goes and lives with the rich kid at his freaking castle for like the summer. And so then you just get to know the other characters, the family members, and things start to unravel. That's what I would say would probably be a good intro without giving things away. So I guess right here, if you don't want spoilers, don't skip listen ahead. anymore. We're g- <laughs> or just skip the rest because we'll probably spend the next who knows how long talking about it. But we'll put a uh, timestamps in skip ahead right now this is about to spoil this shit this is your warning (laughs) yeah um okay so where do i even want to start with this fucking movie (laughs) i thought okay first of all the first the first the first point 
that's coming up in my mind is I would also drink Jacob Elordi's cummy bath water. Just saying. <laughs> I was like, when I saw that, I was like, same. I don't, I can't even blame him. <laughs> oh, my. It Okay. I was going to ask you this because there is a lot of sexual tension and sexuality and all kinds of stuff in this movie. Does it make me a fucking freak that I was totally turned on by it? Like, holy shit. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's pretty hot. I mean, does that make me a weirdo? Because a lot of it was very weird situations, but I was like, oh my God, I'm into this. I know. It's kind of just like, (laughs) you almost feel embarrassed admitting it. But like when he's like peeking through the crack and watching uh, Jacob Lordy beat off in the bathtub I was like that's fucking hot I would also do the same thing I know (laughs) (laughs) oh my god and then yeah he like then oh it's so crazy I don't even know where to start like there's so many things I want to talk about but uh, I don't know what do you want to start do you want to like start at the top and kind of like talk about all the big bullet points or just talk overall because I just so much Um, I want to talk about the the thing that I didn't like about the movie kind of was how the ending was a little bit like condescending towards the audience what do you mean like how oliver like was did everything like how he like yeah you know and then they show the flashbacks to like instill that in your mind and it's like okay I got that like 10 minutes ago like I don't know (laughs) (laughs) so I did feel like the part at Oxford went on probably too long um I think that they could have it was a slow burn it was a slow burn of a movie it did feel kind of like it dragged but that may have been because I was anticipating like what's going to happen what's going to be the twist and so I was waiting for it kind of like when you go on a road trip and it takes it feels like it takes 20 hours to get there but then when you come on your way back home it's like oh this wasn't that bad of a drive that's how I felt watching the movie (laughs) same with me because same thing because I had only known of it from like seeing people's TikToks like when you go to see a movie because Jacob Elordi's in it and you leave and all their and their like facial expressions are like, what the fuck did I just watch? So yeah, like, yeah. I knew there was going to be some weird shit. So same with me. I was I felt like that, too. I felt like, OK, when when is what's going to happen? When is this going to happen? Like, what is this weird fucking thing that happens yeah. that everyone's talking about? Yeah. So, I mean, they, you know, they become friends and uh, what is the other dude's name? Ollie. Ollie's kind of like the outcast. I hate scenes where I, when I see that like somebody joins a popular group and they treat their old friends like shit. Like I was so upset when they were in the bar and he went and joined all the cool kids at their table and then pretended like he didn't know the nerd that he would usually hang out with. That was okay, so but, fucked up. But if you think about it, that nerdy guy is actually the luckiest fucking guy in the movie that he got That's away true. from him. That's true. That is so true. <laughs> I, I wasn't thinking about that in the moment. I was like, "That's so fucked up. I hate that." Um, now, okay. When I came into the movie, it was what's his name, Farley, Farley, and Ollie were in like a counseling session or a tutoring session with the professor, maybe. Why were they there together? I had, I, I must've missed that, but I was like, why are the two of these guys in this like tutoring session with this professor alone? They know each other. They must have classes together or something and they do these tutoring sessions. So they're acquainted. And then, um, Farley is a half brother of Felix, Jacob Lordy. I thought he was like a childhood friend, but like, whatever, it doesn't matter. He's like part of the family. It sounded to me like because they were saying that Felix's dad was taking care of Farley's mom. So that makes me think that Felix's dad had an affair with Farley's mom. He's the result of that. And so they've been caring for him all this time. That's what I gathered from that. But I could totally be wrong with that. Okay. Yeah. 
But anyway, so they're all like connected in some way. And, um, and, uh, Ollie is riding his bike past one day. He sees Felix like on the side, he's supposed to be going to a class and he has a flat tire. So Ollie actually offers his bike up to Felix and Felix takes it. And that's how they become friends. And it all comes back in the end. But they begin to they begin this friendship and it doesn't really make sense, the friendship, because it seems like Ollie doesn't have a great personality. He doesn't seem like a lot of fun. I don't know why he wants to be friends with him. Is it just because that makes Felix feel better to like bring someone up from the bottom? So on Reddit, this was like a kind of debate or something that people were talking about, because when he finds out that his dad isn't dead and that he's not poor it's like was he more mad because he was like excited to take care of this like charity case Mm -hmm. situation or was he more upset that he was just like lied to in general i assume that it was both because farley made a cup actually farley and venicia the sister had made comments to ollie about how you know, basically you're the flavor of the week, you're the boy of the summer, or they would reference like the last boy that was here. And so it does seem like Felix has this, you know, tendency to find a wounded bird and nurse him back to health and like bring him into his world. And so, you know, maybe that's not the worst. It's not such a bad thing because my whole assumption before starting this movie was that, um, Ollie would be taken advantage of by sexually by that's, someone. That's what I thought. Like I went yeah. into it thinking that Jacob Elordi's character was going to be the bad I, guy. And I that's had what that I thought too. Yes. I had that in the back of my mind the whole time. I'm like, oh no, something fucked up is going to happen. Yeah. And nothing ever happened with them. Like when that was my whole idea was like, okay, so he collects these wounded birds. He brings them to this mansion or to this castle. And then he like, you know, uses them for a summer and none of that happened. Like on, by all accounts, Felix seemed like a really a good person who maybe had like a hero complex and wanted to help people. But I, I really can't think of anything negative about him that was brought to light. Yeah, not really. Yeah. Yeah. I I love when movies do that when they just like get you. It's going to be one thing and it's not. Yeah. And so, you know, you kind of are waiting for something to happen that way for him to be taken advantage of or something. And then they they kind of throw in all these these issues like like Venezia's out underneath his window outside and he comes out and they have this crazy scene. Oh my god. Where she tells him that it's not the right time of the month and he tells her like do you think I'm worried about that? I'm a vampire. Oh my God. He is like fingering her and putting his like bloody fingers in her mouth and like kissing her and going down on her. It was crazy. I was just like, like I said, I was surrounded by teenagers. I was so uncomfortable. I was like, oh my God, I wish I was alone watching this. So So, first of all, if she was wearing a tampon, the it would she's blood just free bleeding beca- girl she's coming yeah yeah <laughs> she's definitely wearing a pad but right I all I gotta say is I actually knew a guy who preferred to eat girls out when Whoa. they were on their period and listen it, this was not a guy that I ever fooled around with say, did you date with this guy no 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 it no, wasn't okay. my guy but this guy that I kind of had a thing with like years and years and years ago it was his friend okay and I remember his friend, like we were all partying and stuff, and he brought a girl home and they were in the basement. And then the next day he was like saying how she he was like eating her out all night because she was on her period. And we were like, ew. And he's like, oh, I like it. It's so fucking hot. So like some guys are actually into that. I know that obviously like you and I in the professions that we've had in the past, we know that guys are in like if you have something weird going on, there's a dude that's going to be into it. Like mm-hmm. no matter what it is, like there's somebody into everything. There's dudes that love rubber diapers. There's, I mean, it's 
everything like yeah. everything um we've all seen that dude like fuck the tailpipe on his you know 96 honda civic on my strange addiction like i'm the chick that married the ferris wheel like we it's, there's a lid for every pot mm-hmm. um my concern about that is like what if somebody has like an sti and like you can have a little something in your mouth like a little sore in your mouth you can have like a little sore down below and now you're like just mixing blood and shit like that is the part that creeps me out the most oh I can't yeah I guess that's like with any it's I mean yeah it's probably like a one in a million thing but I don't know but yeah so she's out there like in this like see-through dress with no panties and like no tampon or pad she's like like carry out there i don't know i don't know but anyways Uh, they have this like insane scene embarrassed to say that i was i thought it was kind of hot like minus all the blood everywhere like the rest of it no it it was hot yeah okay thank you for saying that because i was (laughs) i wasn't gonna say it i was like i don't know people will think i'm fucking weird for saying this um but i think it was just it was hot because it was like taboo it was like something that you don't ever see and it felt so wrong in so many ways. Mm-hmm. But that's the moment where you see something different in him. Like he's not just this little mouse of a man. Like he is like in control and has a goal and he's going to get there. Mm-hmm. And that was like, oh shit, this guy is different than we thought he was in that moment. Yeah. Oh. And then when you find out that like he actually isn't poor and his parents aren't addicts and he grew up in this like upper middle class kind of lifestyle obviously he doesn't have as much money as Felix and his family but he's well off to oh, an yeah, extent for sure I was so confused I was like why was he lying about that why is he playing like the poor little and then it like all comes together that's at it, the end yeah that's when it connected for me so like he his whole thing his whole story the whole time is he's like a scholarship student and he's poor and he comes from this like shitty background and his parents are addicts his i mean the, at the beginning before he even goes to saltburn he like says he has this call from his mom and that his dad died and he's like oh he probably was drunk and he fell and like hit his head or something and so his dad died and then he said he he told um Felix he didn't want to go home because there's nothing to go home to like his you know alcoholic mother or whatever and and so that's when Felix invites him so when they go back to Ollie's house for his birthday and Felix wants to reconnect him and his parents and his mother and you find He's in the, like, lives in this big, beautiful house. It's, like, so clean, very normal, like, put-together mom. And she's like, oh, I'll go get your dad. And you just see Felix's face, like, what? And she's like, oh, yeah, he's in the back, like, gardening or something. And these are totally normal people, upper class, like, holy shit. And in that moment, I realized... Okay, so he lied specifically so he could go. So Felix would invite him mm-hmm. to Saltburn. And that and that paired with the revelation earlier in the movie where they say, oh, like the last boy or you're this, you're just this summer's boy or whatever made me think like, okay, so he's been observing or he knows something about, you know, about Felix and knows that if he plays his cards right, he can spend a summer at Saltburn. But I didn't know why. I just knew that that was the basis. There's there's a few things, too, that are like, I don't know, in my opinion, I think like up left up to the audience's imagination, which I also love in a movie so much. So um, like, for example, Felix and his sister, do you think that they had some sort of like incest type of thing going on because she seemed jealous and she said something in the movie like you know um he has a hard time giving things up even when he's done with them or something and she was like sitting on his lap at one point 
And then when he was yeah. giving Oliver the tour of Saltburn, he said something like, oh, I accidentally fingered my cousin over here or something like that. So <laughs> I was like, there's something weird going on with this family. Like, I was almost expecting to see a sex scene with the brother and sister. Yeah, I thought about that for a moment. But then I kind of let that that go and didn't really think that that was a thing. I think maybe they were just trying to make us think that something more like sinister and dark was happening in that home um it was very it it was interesting uh I did notice her sitting on his lap that seemed pretty weird um but I don't have siblings so I don't know if that's something uh, you ever sit on your brother's lap that's something (laughs) as well that happens in friends a lot like whenever I watch friends and I see like Monica and Ross like they're always sitting together and they'll like kiss each other when they leave and I'm like like, mm -mm." I like like I feel weird when I hug my brother yeah (laughs) (laughs) I don't know like I I thought maybe something else was going on too but she specifically referenced being done with someone and then I connected that to like Edward or the guy from last summer and I didn't really think that it had to do with her um also I another thing that I thought was interesting is when Ollie hooked up with her with the like the tasting of the blood and stuff him putting his fingers like down her throat that made me think of how it had been revealed to him that she was like purging Mm -hmm. and so that made me think is he trying to have a moment with her in that way too where it's like the adrenaline of that moment mixed with something sexual I don't know there was all kinds of little things that you can connect and I mean even when they're in the end when they're having the party first of all that party looked like a fucking fantastic time I wanted to go to that party I was like, fuck yeah, that looks amazing. And yeah. who the fuck throws a party like that for somebody they've only known for a few months that like none of the people attending know this guy? I mean, that's just like fuck you money, right? I that's know. That's just rich people shit. I know. Crazy. It looked They're like a great time. I love like going on Reddit after I watch a movie like this because yeah. there I love like reading people's thoughts who are so smart at like foreshadowing and stuff like that. Like yeah. So at the beginning, like when we first are like getting like kind of the montages of Saltburn and everything, all the characters are reading Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Yes. And um, that's also that's a story where a character dies in a maze. So that's foreshadowing to Felix's Whoa. death. Okay. And I'm like, oh my, I'm like, I, kn- I knew they were reading a Harry Potter book. I couldn't figure out which one it was from the cover. So after I read that, I was like, oh, okay. So I, know. I don't know. Okay. I'm just so excited to like rewatch this movie when it comes to streaming. So I can like, like, I feel like it's one of those movies that y- you pick up on more things the more yeah. when you watch it again you know what I well, mean and I think it's a movie that you absolutely want to go down or rabbit rabbit hole rabbit hole mm-hmm. at, when you're done with it like I haven't really had time to do that yet but yeah I'm so interested to see all the other little intricate things that connect you know and it's interesting too um Pamela so Carrie Mulligan's character Pamela you see her in the beginning and she is basically like mooching off the family she doesn't want to go have to find her own place so she's trying to stay and then um the mom is like trying to kick her out she's like no absolutely you should go do your own your own your own it's so good for you um then so you see her quite a bit at the beginning and then she's gone in the middle of the night and then she's dead And they're talking about her funeral. And I'm like, what was the, I don't really know what was the point of that character other than the fact that the mother was kind of like, oh, she'd do anything for attention and didn't really seem to care that she was dead. Yeah. It seemed like, why did we need this just for that quick little moment of, you know, oh, that attention whore. I think it was to kind of fuck with the audience because I was like, oh, shit, they're going to kill this guy and they're going to fucking wipe him off like nothing. Yeah. So it makes you think that. But then it's really like yes. the opposite. And I also was thinking at the beginning, too, like, 
is this a get out situation? Like, is this a wealthy family that invites like a poor, like almost like a get out slash purge thing mm-hmm. where the wealthy family invites the poor kid in and then they fuck with them all summer and like hunt them. It almost seemed like something like that too. Oh my God. I know. Um, do you think that Ollie was actually having his birthday while he was there? Or do you think he lied and said it was his birthday thinking they'd throw a big party and then he could figure something out? I didn't even think of that. I know. It could be anything. Because all of a sudden Felix is like, oh, your birthday. We need to do something for your birthday. There's also a moment apparently where they're all like where they're at the dinner table and mm-hmm. Felix is there but then Felix also walks by the window at one point too like there's two of him I saw that editing thing? I, I saw that on no it seemed intentional from what people okay. were saying so like I said I'm excited to like watch it again and yeah know. what do you think was the purpose of um Ollie like punching and breaking the mirror in the bathroom and then waking up and then it's like it's been completely replaced and it's perfect yeah that that was another interesting moment where it's like what the fuck is this I I think that as I say it out loud I think that that's just to show that things that are broken in this family are completely like glossed over and not even not even mentioned because Mm -hmm. that's what starts happening during the deaths is like they're trying to pretend like everything's okay sitting at the dinner table in their black tie like trying to eat dinner when someone has just died it's crazy so that's the only thing I can think of like oh nobody said what happened to this mirror you know are you okay just it was completely replaced never spoken about again wild what a wild movie. And when they take Farley out, when they like kick him out, what was, I couldn't hear what they were saying to him or why they were kicking him out. Did you catch that? No, I don't even remember on Because he's at the bottom of the staircase and they're arguing with him and yeah, 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 yeah. kids are upstairs. And I, I was like, why are they kicking him out? What's happening? And I never got it. Yeah, I don't know. But then he said that they invited him to the party. And then, yeah, and then he sneaks into the party. But then doesn't he tell Ollie, like, because Ollie's like, do they know you're here? And he's like, they invited me. I don't know. I don't know. When Ollie follows Felix into that, through that maze, I was, I had this moment where I was like, holy shit, they have a giant statue of Satan in there in the middle of their maze did you notice that like that was like some satanic shit is right that there. what that was it was like i was think it was so- like <laughs> i don't know like all the satanic stuff but it looked like it could have been a baphomet statue i mean it was abs it absolutely looked like a satan it's a weird statue that like most people would just not have in the middle of their beautiful maze okay so it looked like this to me which is a but bigger with like wings yeah this has wings this is a statue of baphomet didn't it kind of look like that to you see i that that means nothing to me well it's just like a satanic um statue Going back to the going to the Christian thing. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It just seemed really strange to me because it looked really like a very dark type of statue. Like there's another. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There could be some like weird undertones about like uh, obviously I was thinking like satanic, so evil. Like evil is here in the center of this maze. Yeah, I don't know. It was interesting. It was driving me crazy. I was like, how did he die? How did he die? They weren't talking about it at all. They just, they found him dead. They didn't show him dead. You had no idea what happened to him. I'm like, did he overdose? Like, what happened? I know. That was driving me crazy. But then we see it at the end. Yeah. 
the uh the butler so fucking creepy you think so, so? Creepy. you didn't feel like that he was so dark his presence was so dark i mean i, I not really but then after i sat with it for a while i was like okay imagine you had to work with this like fucked up family for years like i would be like depressed i mean you're and not fucked asleep, up too, you know you have to duncan the butler okay so as soon as i like as i googled that there's a vulture article let's talk about duncan the butler of course there so, is he was lurking he was creepy he i don't know if the actor himself has had a lot of like plastic surgery on his face but it seemed his face seemed off so i don't know if that's the actor's face or if they did something i don't know you know what i thought was really weird in the beginning well first of all everyone is smoking inside and this is a very old, 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 old castle. And all I could think about, like, is what the curtains and stuff smelled like. You know what I mean? Like, just the old smell of smoke. And it didn't Okay, s- let's like, talk about the smoking green. in this movie. Because I had my last cigarette on Saturday. And then I mm-hmm. saw the movie on Wednesday. And... We literally left the movie theater and bought a pack of cigarettes because it made me fiend for cigarettes. Oh my gosh. Like it's when you're trying to quit smoking, watching people smoke on TV is the hardest thing ever. Like I, I can't do it. Like between watching between between rewatching the original Jersey Shore and then, <laughs> and then watching this fucking movie, I was like, I can't do it. I mean, watching the movie reminded me how much I like to smoke when I'm drunk, uh, but I would never just sit around my house like at random times of the day and smoke just because my mom used to smoke in the house and it was oh, it was so disgusting. I mean, like. I remember her spraying like 409 on the walls and just watching the nicotine drip down the walls. Oh my like, God. Smoking yes. in the house is so fucking disgusting. So nasty. Like I would I would never like listen. When Blair was out of town, I took a lot of I take a lot of baths anyways. I was so tempted to just like have one cigarette in the bathtub. I'm like, yeah. he'll never know. And then I told him that when he got home and he's like, well, if you turn the fan on, it probably would have been okay. If you yeah, like open like, a window I'm like, or wow, something. Really? Um, but like even like sometimes we'll smoke in the garage and like just have the garage door open a little bit. And even then sometimes you can like mm-hmm. smell it in the house still. Like it's, yeah. it's crazy. It's I bad. remember as a kid, my mom and her like, crackhead ex used to smoke in the house they would smoke in one room they had like their designated smoking room smoking room and I remember like when I had friends that would like come and sleep over whatever they would always bitch when they went home like oh my clothes smell like smoke whatever and I would tell my mom my mom's like no it's impossible because we only smoke in one room and it's like no bitch it lingers (laughs) it lingers through the house like yeah it's not yeah yeah no, my mom would You're smoke, smoke a cigarette, go outside. <laughs> my mom would smoke anywhere in the house. She smoked in the car. It was disgusting. So, like, that's what I was thinking of every time I saw them smoking in the house. Um, but I also thought it was really weird. Like, they're in this giant castle. Um, obviously a very rich family. Why are they all huddled in on this tiny little like 32-inch TV in this little tiny room? And there's like 10 of them shoved in that tiny room around that tiny tv smoking that was so weird to me like i feel like people that had a castle like that and were rich would have a movie room like a theater room that was so strange to me i honestly didn't think of that but i saw that a lot of people were upset that they were watching super bad because the movie was supposed to take place in 2006 and super bad didn't come out until summer of 2007 Oh, I but thought it then, came out in 2006. Okay. But then the director said in an interview, I guess, she said that that's to show that the family's like rich. So they get movies like before everyone else. But you're right. I didn't even think of that. Like them all huddled no. in the tiny little movie room thing. Like yeah. even my in-laws have like a theater room, you know, and they, yeah. they're 
they're doing well, but they're not like, they don't have a fucking castle. Like that's for damn sure. Well, sense to me, there's like 10 people in this tiny little room huddled around this TV. It was so weird. Um, also, okay. So when the whole reveal happens of, you know, everything unravels and you see what actually happened, he sees the mom, what, 12 or it's in 2022. And mm-hmm. when they see each other in that cafe and all of this happened like the summer of 2006. Mm-hmm. So what, 12 years? Wait, I can't math good. 18 years? 14 years? Don't ask me, okay. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that is so bad. So 22 minus 6 is 16. Okay. So it's been 16 years since all of this happened. And then he runs into her in this cafe and she's like, oh, I just got an apartment around the corner. And he sees that like her husband has died. What, when you saw the full reveal, what was your initial thought? The first thing that came to mind. Did you see it coming? No. When everyone's, when, okay, so the first death with, um, with Felix, Felix, okay, like maybe he did it, maybe he didn't. But then when the sister died, I was like, hmm, everybody around this dude keeps dying, right? So like, this is too much of a coincidence at this point. But yes, he could have killed himself, like, she could have killed herself because of her brother. It's too much. It's too much. I, that is when I started to kind of wonder. But when they reveal in the end, when she sees him in the cafe and he sees the newspaper article about the husband dying, I said, wow, that is a long game. Like he really fucking played the long game. Mm-hmm. Ended up like finding out where her apartment was, knew that her husband had died, like planted himself in the cafe she went to 16 years after the summer. 16 years. It just seems like a lot of fucking work. This was a lot of work. I mean, worth it though. Was it? I mean, like in the end, he's not like, I would understand if you get the mansion or the the castle signed over to you and then you sell it for a hundred million dollars or whatever, but it didn't even seem like he was doing that. He was just like dancing around and being in a castle. What what was more shocking to you, the fucking the grave or taking out the, the breathing tube? Okay, the fucking the grave, I could tell that he was going to do that just by the way he laid on top of it. I was like, oh my God, this guy's going to fuck the grave. Um, That was uncomfortable and very like just made my skin like crawl because it's so awful. It's such an awful thing to do to desecrate someone's grave that way were people like gasping in the theater no it was just like an uncomfortable silence and then so like after we (laughs) after the movie was over and I was in the bathroom peeing because as you do after a movie Mm -hmm. um I heard these like little girls that were in the theater with me and the one girl goes Jace uh Jacob Aldori is so hot though and I was like this is what we're working with Jacob Eldori is so hot. Yeah. And, uh, but anyways, so that was uncomfortable and made my skin crawl, but watching him on top of her when he ripped her trach out was like, holy shit. That was such an intense moment. I don't think I'll ever forget that visual. Yeah. But then I also was thinking, okay, when the medical examiner comes in or whatever, and they see that her trach has been ripped out, people are going to fucking have questions. Like, he would have been better off just, like, undoing it like he did at first and letting her die because the oxygen wasn't attached and then putting it back on. But the fact that he ripped it out, I was like, I just feel like he's making mistakes that are going to make all the fingers point to him. And how come everybody in this family after being connected with you is now dead? I think that, um, that was just like a shock value moment. Yeah. Like a lot of, like a lot of it was, you know, and a lot of people have problems with that. When they watch movies, they're like, 
this this has no rhyme or reason for it it's just for shock value but I like shock value I, I like too I like shit like that so I enjoyed fly. the moment but then after the shock value I'm just like they're gonna know immediately that he killed her because yeah when someone is that rich and known because they had you know hundreds of people show up for this rando's birthday party they didn't even know his name when they were singing happy birthday to him so this is a very well-known and well-connected family and so they're gonna do a fucking autopsy and figure out why she died and they're gonna come in and be like what happened to her trach why is it out like so i don't know i guess that's like a frustrating thing about myself that I can't just like live it, you know, live in the moment and suspend disbelief. But that was what I was thinking is this guy's totally going to get busted just because of that alone. Crazy. And he kept all those stones with everyone's name on it. Oh, so good. Do you think that this was more his obsession that drove him to this? Or do you think that he just wanted to infiltrate the family and take it all for himself. I think that he just wanted to take it all for himself. Yeah, because I don't, because there was no indication that he had ever had an obsession with anyone else in the past. Like there was no mention of a guy that he had clung to before. There was no mention of like a family he had tried to join before. Yeah. I think he just like was at college, saw this guy is super rich, heard about this castle and formulated a plan. What'd you think about the last scene? The murder on the dance floor. Uh, Mm -hmm. Well, I've been listening to that song a lot and I can't like (laughs) get that image out of my mind. I love that. I would equate that scene of him dancing naked with his dick just flapping around. <laughs> Real or prosthetic dick? It's what do you prosthetic, think it absolutely. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, it's not massive or anything, but it's pretty big. And I feel like I'm sure that they did a prosthetic. But um, he's dancing around like completely naked. It's a long scene. And I think that seemed to me as iconic and unsettling this 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 is going to be a big claim at the buffalo bill uh scene in silence of the lambs where he's tucked and dancing you're laughing so hard i can't hear you though okay wait are you there hi okay what do you think big claim Really? It was disturbing and uncomfortable. You don't think that that's at least at least similar, right? Similar vibes? Yeah. Okay. My microphone is fucked. Uh-oh. I can hear it's you. Like, I just fine. couldn't hear you laughing. You were like it looked like you were silent laughing. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was. I was pulling an art. Um okay, all I got to say is I really want to see Priscilla now. Oh, because he plays Elvis in that, right? Yeah. And it's gotten a lot of mixed reviews. Like some people are like, he was so much better as Elvis than Austin Butler was. Which is hilarious because he didn't even know who Elvis was before he took on the role. And What? Yeah. Oh my God, that makes me feel so fucking old. No, I know. He's young. He was born in 97. So whatever age that makes him. I'm on his IMDb right now, which is hilarious that people are saying he does a better job, though, because uh, Austin Butler like changed his entire personality for that fucking role. I mean, I've heard nothing negative about Austin Butler as as Elvis, though. I I loved Elvis. I still never watched it. Um, it was good, but you just said I loved it. And then you're like, eh, it was all right. (laughs) well i haven't re-watched it since i was like in the movie theater with my friend having a good time it the the movie went by super my experience thought he was great um but like i said i haven't seen priscilla yet so i'm not you know i the next movie that i'm gonna be seeing in theaters the Bob Marley biopic. When is that coming out? Valentine's Day. I still want to see Thanksgiving. 
You're going to wait until then, t- until February to see something in the I'm theater? Not, you know, I'm not a big theater gal. Yeah, you like to be home to do your thing. Exactly. Like, yeah. I, I left and I was like, I don't need to go to the movies until Terrifier 3 comes out. But then oh I was like, gosh. oh, yeah, I'll go see I'll go see Bob Marley and then That's I'll so wait funny. until Terrifier 3. So That's two funny. movies in the theater next year. I will go like every Tuesday if there's something worth seeing, because then you've got like the seven dollar tickets and then they do like a five dollar combo where you get a small drink and a small popcorn. So that'll do. Um, I typically don't go any day but Tuesday because I think my ticket was like 15 bucks for myself yesterday. So I was glad that Ryan didn't go. Plus, I think Ryan would have been like, what the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> I know it was like between like our tickets and like our popcorn and everything. It was like 60 bucks. It's insane. It's crazy. Yeah. And I plus I had to renew my Stubbs membership, which is how I get like my perks and stuff. So that was 15 bucks. So I spent I spent I spent dollars on myself last it's all good it was good yeah. I enjoyed it I really good. did I'm glad so yeah I mean hopefully if you're listening to this you've already seen it otherwise we completely spoiled all the good shit so thanks for listening we are going to discuss Frozen for more Ashmore mm-hmm. <laughs> on Patreon we have so much stuff on Patreon I swear we probably have like 60 episodes over there so if you guys sign up now it's five bucks a month and then you're gonna have a ton of backlog and I think that a lot of the stuff that we do on Patreon is evergreen so it's not typically gonna be current events and stuff that will be like oh that happened six months ago who cares Mm -hmm. most of it's gonna be like stuff you can listen to at any time and still enjoy so you know patreon.com slash resting bitch pod yes Okay, the only other thing that I wanted to ask you, have you yeah. have you seen um it only came out yesterday on Netflix. It's like a Netflix original movie, mm-hmm. Leave the World Behind. Have you heard I of heard this? it was really good, but I haven't seen it and I don't know anything about it. Okay, so I read the book I believe at the beginning of this year. Um okay. before I even knew it was going to be a movie or anything. And okay. then I watched the movie last night. I will say this, I took an edible yesterday I'm not used to edibles I'm more of a smoker I got so fucking high and I was like having one of those where you're like too high and you feel like you're dying moments okay so I will say this don't take an edible and watch that fucking movie because it's like the book was very unsettling the movie is a whole other beast because of like the unsettling music and all that shit that goes into movies so don't what's watch it about it. without like a spoiler like what is it even so it's about this family of four you know, like typical working class kind of rich family and they book an airbnb like in the country okay and um and you know they're having their they're having their like family vacation at this airbnb and all of a sudden the internet goes out and so it's kind of like it's kind of like okay what 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 the fuck why is the internet out and then all of a sudden there's a knock on the door and it's the people who claim that they own the airbnb and they need a place to stay because there's like a blackout basically the theme of the story i'll say is like how much we rely on like the internet and like the outside world it's like what do we do without tv and internet or anything you know like okay there was a lot of differences uh between the book and the movie as there usually is the movie was really book and the movie was like two and a half hours long okay 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 i'll see that like a little trailer snippet or something where the people are like at the door Mm. like yeah um speaking of that that just reminded me have you seen knock at the cabin door yes with batista yeah yeah well obviously you have okay well that was a dumb (laughs) question did you like it i did yeah okay i i went in with low expectations though because my friend had seen it and she was like it was so terrible so i like had that in the back of my mind so i liked it i liked it i like not knowing 
what the truth is. Like, are these people crazy or is this actually happening? And I had a similar experience when I was watching, um, uh, shoot, it just left my mind. Oh, uh, Cloverfield, 10 Cloverfield Lane, where mm-hmm. they're like in the basement bunker and you don't know, you're like, is crazy shit going on outside or am I being kidnapped? That I liked that one too. Same. Um, that also came brought to mind. There is a movie. It's like an Airbnb movie. And I was look just looking it up. I think maybe it was the rental with Dave Franco. Love that movie. Um, yes, that is the yeah. one. I don't know why I was Correct. thinking that Aaron oh. Paul was in it, but he's he directed it. His um, wife yeah. is in it, though. Oh, really? Allison Brie or Alice whatever. Allison Brie, okay. I didn't even know he was married. That's crazy. Yeah, they've been married for a while. Wow, I didn't... Oh, yeah. Dave Frank, 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 Frank. So thinking of James Franco. I was like, he's... Dave Franco is a superior Franco, by the way. Like, just cute. Um, But anyways, so the rental in 2020, I think I saw it on Netflix. I really definitely recommend it. A couple rents an Oceanside vacation home for a fun weekend getaway, and then they discover something strange going on. That's all I'm going to say. It was good. I liked it a lot, and I recommend it. I guess we just kind of like went all the way from like, leave the world behind to knock cabin door to Airbnbs. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, that's how we do. So I recommend it. If you guys watch it and you like it, let us know what you think. I can't wait to talk about Frozen. I have a lot of thoughts. Okay. Okay. Follow us on Instagram. Everything will be in the show notes. Bye, bitches. Bye.